You're listening to RIB Connect Radio. It's time now for the movie review with blind movie critic Jay Forry from BlindSideReviews.com over there in Florida. Hi, Jay. Hey, Simon. Uh, You're not still having trouble with that board there uh, giving me that that long-distance call way over here. I know sometimes you have to reroute things here and there. and I mean, it it, it sounds like a major uh, deal just to call me over here in the United States. Well, thanks for letting everybody know, Jay. I'll have you know that uh, I have to be a scientific technician to, to manage to phone you, and, and I had to go to university to learn how to do it. Well, that's what you call, that's what you call, you know, you're just, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? You're really anxious Dedicated. to give me a call, so, I mean, that, I mean, that makes me uh, feel good. You're, you, you'll go to school just to learn to call me, so. Well, there you go. That shows you how, how uh, dense I am. So oh, okay, well, we, we, won't, we won't go there. Well, we'll talk about movie reviews there. <laughs> right, we've got two movies to review today, and uh, kicking off with X-Men Apocalypse uh, opens today. It's a 3D certificate 12A. It's an action-adventure fantasy sci-fi war movie. Oh, that's value for money. Uh, directed by Brian Singer. And in the cast, we've got Jennifer Lawrence, we've got Sophie Turner, Rose Byrne, Michael Fassbender... Evan Peters, James McAvoy and Hugh Jackman and that's just a few of them The X-Men stand united as the past is changed for a future benefiting the mutant kind but out of the darkness returns the first mutant, Apocalypse who sees today's mutants as weak Wherever this being was he always had four followers he would imbue with power like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I got that one from the Bible. Or the Bible got it from him. What is it? Oh, God. He can control all of us. Charles! The world needs the X-Men. That's why I'm here. To fight. Not all of us can control our powers. Then don't. This is war. Everything they built! of their world, we'll build a better one. I've never felt power like this before. Well, this looks like a good laugh. (laughs) Well, a good laugh and a lot of action. And uh, just they talk about a good laugh. Yeah, they do have some one-liners. Now, before I tell you what the movie's about, uh, is about, yeah, at one point, they're back in the 80s, and this is the third X- X-Men film with this group of characters. You know, they've had the first one with Patrick Stewart, now this group uh, with Michael Fassner. Well, uh, when they're leaving a, uh, they're leaving a screening of, uh, of Return of the Jedi in the 80s, you know, this group of X-Men, are, and they go, Oh man, this isn't as good. The movie is never the third movie is never as good as the first one. You know, there's a, well, that's kind of where this is at here. This is the third X Men. It's not as good as the first one or the first two. And we'll start off with that. This film begins, believe it or not, a couple thousand years ago, and there's a, a mutant called Apocalypse, played by Oscar Isaac, who I usually love in films. He was in Star Wars. 
He was in the first and last time he was in inside Lewin Davis. And I remember you and I talking about that about four years ago. And um, he is the strongest mutant out there, and he's allowed to suck the powers out of other mutants and uh, makes him stronger. Well, he dies, which I wasn't quite sure how, if he's so powerful, how he dies. Comes back to life now, teams up with the bad mutants, and uh, Ma- Michael, you know, uh, Magneto, and all these other ones that uh, it's hard to keep up with everything. And now they're going up against the X Men. And that's really what it's all it, Once again, so many, you know, so many different X Men, it's hard to keep track of. Uh, it starts out kind of slow, believe it or not, and then it has tons of action and it gets kind of dull. So this is not by far, this is by far not the best X-Men, you know, of the of the series here. In fact, in, in my opinion, it's the weakest. Uh, Quicksilver is the guy that's really fast. And we talked about in Days of Future Past how he is a, is a great scene. Same thing here, a great scene with him running around with some old music, which is absolutely great. I can't see him running, but the people there absolutely love that part. But this is by far the weakest X-Men out there. X-Men fans will probably love it, but uh, Brian Singer uh, directs this. Does the best he can, but I don't know how many. There's been seven X-Men, three or four uh, Wolverine films, which Wolverine shows up in here. And uh, I don't know. They just need to move on at some point. I know, but I think Hugh Jackman likes dressing up as a Wolverine. <laughs> well, you know what? It is so hard to believe. He just kind of has a cameo in here. Hmm. He only shows up for a short time to uh, to kill a couple people and then move on. But he's doing one more you know, Wolverine film, a standalone, supposedly. You know, you never know. And then he said that's it. And and uh, so we'll see. Everybody loves him as Wolverine. And so we will see what happens. But uh, I don't know. X-Men fans, go see it. You'll like it. You know, everybody else, it's, it's just by far the weakest script, you know, uh, of all of them that has been out there. But, you know, honestly, Simon, as you and I both know, when you go to see a film like this, it's not about the script. It's all about how much action can you put in. And this has some really good uh, actors, I mean, from Jennifer Lawrence on down. So it, it's worth seeing if you're a fan of X-Men. Or if you like popcorn or hot dogs. Exactly. Yep. You're exactly right. <laughs> it's funny, Hugh Jackman. I quite like Hugh Jackman, uh, just as as a, as a bloke. And uh, he was saying that his uh, wife, when he got the part as Wolverine, she said, "This is the sexiest you've ever looked in a movie." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, Simon, that, that, then that's what you need. You need to, uh, you know, put on your Wolverine outfit now. So. I'll be wearing it for three months. It's getting a bit frayed. Nobody said a thing. <laughs> Nobody even noticed it, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you give this as a rating then? I'm going to give it a C plus. Mm. You know, give it that plus. You know, B minus C plus. Um, I usually, I, I various that I'm give uh, superhero films low rating because because I know it's it's for the the fans of those action fans, but it's by far the weakest one, and I get, most of them are in a B rating, so I have to give this a C plus. Once again, some of the reasons starts out a little slow. Then when the action on it, it's kind of dull. The uh, you know the, the talking and the dialogue is just not interesting. C plus rating for X Men Apocalypse. All right, you're listening to the movie review on RNIB Connect Radio with my movie critic Jay Forty. 
and uh, Simon Pauly. We move on now to uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass Certificate PG 3D. It opens today and it's an adventure family fantasy and directed by James Bobbin. And it stars Johnny Depp, Anne Hathaway, Helena Bonham Carter. There's no need for three names if you haven't got a hyphen. Michael Sheen, Mia Wasikowska, and uh, Alan Rickman, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. And uh, we've also got a lot more people there, actually. We've got Timothy Spall as well, Barbara Windsor, Paul Whitehouse. A lot of comedy character actors as well. Now, when Alice wakes up in Wonderland... She must travel through a mysterious new world to uh, retrieve a magical scepter that can stop the evil lord of time before he turns forward the clock and turns Wonderland into a barren, lifeless old world. When the day becomes the night and the sky becomes the sea, when the clock strikes heavy and there's no time for tea and in our darkest hour before my final rhyme she will come back home to wonderland and turn back the hands of time time is a he he is not someone you want as your enemy please sir the hatter is in danger young lady do you know this freaked me out as a kid this story i've never liked it <laughs> you know what price scares you right now but uh i we won't go uh we won't go there so. <laughs> oh thomas movies yeah just like uh when i was a kid uh uh the film uh uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz scared me as a kid, but we'll move on as our fears of uh, a kid stuff. Uh, it, this film is very uh, the same characters. Uh, you know, of course, Johnny Depp, Helen Bottom Carter, uh, and you mentioned three names. Sasha Baron Cohen is in this film. He plays Time. So yeah, I don't know why everybody has to have three names, but uh, I don't know. Without, uh, and they don't even have a hyphen. Exactly, exactly. You have to have a hyphen. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a middle name for Simon here so with the hyphen in it. Magnificent. <laughs> Simon Magnificent Polly? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I better not, better not say that too often here. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, in this film, uh, Alice is uh, goes back into Wonderland again, and uh, her, her friend, uh, the Hatter, the Mad Hatter, He's madder than normal, so she has to try to find out what is the problem. So she goes back, uh, go to Sasha Baron Cohen, who is time, the Lord of Time, and uses a looking glass to go back in time to try to fix the Mad Hatter's problem. In the meantime, she runs into uh, a younger uh, Queen of Hearts, uh, the the White Queen, both Anne Hathaway and Helen Bottom Carter. You know they're in this, obviously. And honestly, I'm not even going to go any farther because this is so convoluted, so confusing. I had a hard time figuring out what was going on in two hours of what is happening. Uh, uh, I'll try to use some nice words here. Is happening now. The the girl that goes with me to these type of Disney films, Karen, uh, she likes you know, stuff like Alice in Wonderland and stuff like that. She doesn't like Transformers and stuff. And believe it or not, 
there's Transformers in this film. She goes, what's this, Transformers and Alice in Wonderland? Oh. So it's one of those kind of things. If you're an Alice in Wonderland type of movie like it, I, you will probably somewhat enjoy it if you like these characters and if you like Transformers also. <laughs> they have an Alice in this film. Um, and this takes place six years after. The, yeah, the other one was in 2000, Alice in Wonderland. So six years later, so Alice, I was thinking, Alice was supposed to be 10 years old. Is she 16 now? Well, she's a grown woman in real life. She's 26 years old. I go, this is a old Alice here now. So, uh, But she does a, a good job. The character, the story is just so bad. And um, no matter what Johnny Depp and um, Anne Hathaway do in his film, it, it doesn't save story. And one more thing, Simon, before, while you're listening here, because you can't get off the phone, uh, <laughs> Tim Burton did the first film, as you remember. He does not direct this, and I don't know if he doesn't have time, but he does produce it, so he does have some thought in the film, though. I think Johnny Depp these days, you know, I, I can never tell when he's acting, whether he's being in himself. <laughs> well, you're right. Uh, uh, and I think people are okay with that. <laughs> he is so well-liked no matter what he does, people like. And um, but I, in this film here, uh, I guess he, he's the Mad Hatter. And you saw him one time; he just blends right back into that role. But uh, and once again, the characters do good. Nothing great here, but they do good. Good enough. Uh, it's just the story that's so bad. So I'm, I'm frightened to ask this: What are you going to give it as a rating then? <laughs> ah, let's give it a. C minus rating, uh, and you know, and here's why I'm not going too much lower again. We talked about this the other week. You know, people that like Alice, like Disney, like uh, this type of quirky film, they wouldn't probably enjoy it. I, I really had a hard time keeping up with it, Simon. So, uh, and both these films. Uh, when I when I left this film here, they always ask, you know. Jay, what did you think of the film? Because, you know, they like to find out what the blind movie critic got thinks of the films, you know. So, uh, what do you think? I go, you know what? They could have took, um, it's a two-hour film. They could have took this whole story and told it in under a half hour without the action and all the nonsense going on. So, uh, I don't know. If you're not an Alice in Wonderland, stay away from this film. You, you won't enjoy it. Yeah, I think I will. You wouldn't enjoy it even if it's a good film this time. You'd be scared in there. You'd be scared in there, and we'd have to we'd have to take you to the out to the candy and stuff. And here's Simon. You want some candy so you'll feel better? Well, you're actually you're actually right. You know, I woke up the other night there, and I suddenly it, and this is a nightmare. It was the head of Bob Dylan looking down at me, but with his hair and the the kind of. John Wesley Harding or the the blood in the tracks kind of time, and I thought, how random is that? But it still freaked me out. Did you have to go out and get some candy then so you feel better? Maybe. <laughs> but we won't go there either, right? <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of them then, because um, they're very visual movies, you've got X-Men Apocalypse and Alice Through the Looking Glass. If you are watching a movie, you've got little or no sight, and you haven't got audio description, which one's easier to follow? Well, if you, if you, don't, if you have little or no brain... Um, it's best not to see Alice in the Looking Glass, though. <laughs> but and, and same thing for Little and No Sight. That is just you cannot keep. I, really, I sat there and almost I had a hard time understanding. If I would have did some 
some work ahead of time to research, I would have known what was going on. And even like you said, the other one, um, X Men Apocalypse, is has so many characters; it's hard to follow too. So we have two films that are very tough to follow. But X Men is a little bit easier, and it has some good dialogue and some comedy in it, so that's worth it. And some good music. So, so if you want to find out where your nearest audio described showing of the movie is, just log on to yourlocalcinema. Dot com. Now, Jay has a website and has uh, all sorts of things on it. How do we get in touch, Jay? Yes, go to my website, blindsidereviews.com. Oh, and this week, Simon, if you jump over to my Facebook page, you see a picture of me. Yes, me, the Mad Hatter, and Alice in Wonderland at the screening of, uh, at the screening of uh, Alice through the Looking Glass. You'll see us standing there, and uh, you can make some comments. And uh, oh yes, Alice, yeah, Alice kind of likes me there. You can tell. So uh. right. <laughs> I take it Dorothy wasn't with you. You're a good lady. Yeah, you're right. She was not. Yeah, Karen, my friend, was with me, and uh, she's actually the one that got the picture. So yeah, I, I was, I was, I was okay there this time. <laughs> it's a bad day when Jake can put the mud hatter in the shade. That is a bad day, you're right. <laughs> Jay, as always, a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, we hope you have a great weekend. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. We'll talk next week, David. <laughs> you're listening to RNIB Connect Radio.